Welcome to episode two of the Radio Rayburn podcast. During this episode, we have the privilege to talk with Chris Thompson, QC manager with a focus on being intentional and driving the culture at Rayburn to being good builders. We also hear from Shay Odom with an update from the September project leadership meeting and close out with much company news. Enjoy. Chris, thank, thanks for joining us today on the Radio Rayburn podcast. Excited to have you with us today and want to get right into it and and really start by sharing with our audience uh, about you, your story and how you got to Rayburn and where you are today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, my, my story at Rayburn and uh, how I came to be here, it was about seven and a half years ago. Um, I was on a project in Youngstown, Ohio with the uh, previous employer and, you know, it was having a great experience there. Everything had been good. Um, really had no intentions of do- doing anything different with my career. And due to some various family things, um, a decision had to be made, um, hopefully get a little closer to home where there was more, some more stability. Um, and I decided that Auburn was where that home was going to be. It was close enough, but not too close. And, um, you know, moved to Auburn actually moved to Auburn without a job. Um, didn't really know if I was going to continue to be uh, a part of the general contracting world. And through a various, very random connection, um, met Matt and came and talked to Matt, met Mike and John and Drew. And um, just the, the vibe and the back and forth was really, really good. I mean, just people you wanted to have as a part of your life. And um, it turned out that Matt had a need for, I, I think the specific way that it was listed was estimator, assistant project manager, project manager. <laughs> and that was <laughs> sounds uh, about right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sounds about right. And that was the need, which really surprised me because all of my experience was in the field, uh, you know, on the field operation side of things. And that's what my passion was. And I love being hands on and building, and, you know, the superintendent track was where I was. And, uh, but, you know, accepted the opportunity to be on the operation side. And um, even though it really wasn't my passion and uh, am thankful for that opportunity, because obviously I learned a lot from the budgeting side, you know, what project managers deal with, uh, billings, accounting, um, writing contracts. The experience was invaluable. And that, that took us up um, really to 12, 13 months ago to finishing the uh, Uncommon project in Tuscaloosa, and uh, that one was a challenge to finish, as many of those CA Ventures projects are, and uh, I, I had sat back to the point, you know, where I had watched it from the chair, and I, I say I couldn't stand it anymore. It was, you know, I asked the question, was given the opportunity to put my hard hat on and get out in the field and physically help those that team finish that project, and, um, you know, that took a month, month and a half of out there doing it and uh it all ended with a conversation at dinner one night uh, just really reflecting on how that project got to be where it was and i will say we finished it successfully Um, so you know kudos kudos to that team um and there were a lot of things discussed at dinner that night and you know what could be done better uh, across the company from culture to schedule to cleanup i mean just everything and one of them was quality control, and uh, out of that conversation, that's that's where we sit today. Well, that's a unique story. What was your What was your first job at Rayburn? My first project was the uh, Sewell Thomas Baseball Stadium. Oh yeah, in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, that was an adventure. 
Chris, it's been a year uh, with this new role of, of QC manager, and I and it's been great to work with you in this new role. Um, and one of the things that I've really enjoyed is you're very intentional of driving the culture of QC at Rayburn. And one of the phrases that you use is, is being better builders. And we'd love for you to spend a little bit of time of how did that come up? Uh, what's the focus uh, from that phrase? And, and um, how's everything going with, with this new role to where we are today? Yeah, absolutely. And it, it all comes down to the culture. Um, you know, I would say when we started that baseball stadium seven plus years ago, um, I don't, I don't want to say there wasn't a culture, but, you know, there wasn't a lot of consistency. Um, you know, people ran the projects however you ran projects, and that had served Rayburn well for a long time. And as we have grown, uh, brought in people from different companies, different backgrounds, I mean, th there's certainly a need for Rayburn to have its own cultural identity. And, you know, we, we've made a lot of strides in that the last few years, even before I took on this role with success factors, um, a purpose statement, which is great. Um, and, you know, the next real step is just those little tidbits that these guys that are having to build these projects every day and, you know, that are in the trenches and working their butts off, you know, just something to latch onto. It's the family. I mean, the culture is the family and it's how you work together. Um, Will gave a good uh, analogy a while back, and I, I don't have the exact words, but, you know, he said something to the effect of, you know, talking about the family and how he counts on people that, you know, if he tasks someone with being on a job site at 1 a.m. for a concrete pour, that, you know, he's counting on that guy to be there. You know, there's no, hey, is he going to show up? He knows that guy that he charged with that's going to be there. And, you know, it's a big responsibility. You got to open the gates, make sure the lights are on, make sure they have power, make sure the pump truck's set up in the right place, the testing agency there. It's a big responsibility. And, you know, being able to count on each other, I mean, that's that's culture. It's whatever it takes. And, you know, we have a lot of that. And so, you know, where I've tried to inject some little bits is just expanding on it. And being better builders, it, it has several different forms. Being a good builder is just something that always meant something to me, um, you know, in my early career in the field that, you know, every project, the way I was taught to build is that every project that I put together and physically put my hands on, treat it like it's your own house. You know, it's your own dream farm, whatever it may be that you're building, that your kids and grandkids are going to live at. Um, and so, you know, when I, when I see something happen on a project, um, you know, when somebody something even if an architect says well that's okay you know the challenge is for us to say well is that really okay um is that something i would accept on my house and maybe you know there's a scenario where we disagree with an architect and you know obviously approvals etc cetera, etc cetera, but you know that thought of hey if i do that am i being a good builder am i serving the interests of my team of rayburn you know is this something that my family could live in um, so, you know, it, it's a, something that you can ask yourself, uh, when you're making decisions in the field, is it the right thing to do? Am I being a good builder for whatever reason? We all chose this crazy career. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if, if we're going to do it and obviously these people have, you know, us have chose to do this, you have to have thick skin. 
you have to have the whatever it takes attitude and you can't be afraid of hard work. Um, so you might as well be a good builder. We all chose to do this. And at the end of the day, you're going to get a lot more gratification and personal satisfaction if you do it the right way, if you take the time to be good at it. Um, and that's that to me is culture. Oh, that's great. That's great. Thanks for sharing. You've um, hit on a couple of points here that that was a great a segue into our next uh, question and, and focus here. But you have talked about, and I didn't know this, um, knowing you pretty well, but that you came to Auburn and didn't have a job and you didn't know what you were going to do. And we have you have mentioned how this is a crazy industry um, that that you chose. So why why construction for you? What what, what do you love? What do you love about it? Well, for well, why for me? I, for whatever reason, I was raised to like hard work. <laughs> it's just you know, grandfather. They just all come up working with their hands and hands on, and there weren't a lot of office jobs in my in my family tree. Um, so it's the way that I was brought up. And I, I think it, you know, starts back being five, six years old, having a little toy excavator and digging in the dirt all the way from throwing sod and laying irrigation through high school. I mean, it's just, it's how I was raised. Um, so obviously being uh, part of a general contractor gave that opportunity to do it on a larger scale. So I've, I've never looked back. <laughs> no, that's great. Um, you, in your role this past year, you do quite a bit of traveling and had, we've had the opportunity or, uh, to hire Blake Schaffer, who now serves as the assistant QC manager and, um, would love to get into, uh, maybe some status updates, the QC program and where it's at today and, and some set, some successes, some lessons learned, um, and some challenges that you've seen over the past year, but also looking forward. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as far as successes go, it might not be something obvious to a lot of people, but you know, what I have enjoyed being able to do is obviously everybody knows how busy projects are and uh, we ask you to do various things, but really, really in the teaching, uh, being able to spend some time with some of the young guys um, and, and not to say that our superintendents and senior superintendents don't teach, but uh, to be able to get in the weeds with those guys that are up and coming, um, that are learning and being able to show them a little bit more detail and uh, help them prepare for the rest of their careers. And, you know, at the same time, uh, look out for the liability issues, um, really giving them an opportunity to understand building systems and how building envelopes work and um, helping them to be, be better builders. Um, challenges, uh, consistency has been a challenge. Um, it's a necessary evil, but, um, you know, one thing, another thing everybody hears me say quite a bit is early and often, uh, getting ahead of things early and often, uh, whether it's inspection forms, when a new trade starts on the job site and setting the standards early, holding them accountable for the work that they're putting in place. It all starts early. Um, so, you know, we, we've struggled with it in some regards. Um, it's, it's a mentality shift. It's a cultural thing. You just have to know to do it early when they start. Um, so that, that, that's been a challenge. Um, some guys do a really good job at it and some are getting better. Um, lessons learned, um, you know, we're, we're getting there as far as uh, inspection forms and just really spending the time to look at things in detail. Um, make sure that 
you know, you have all your required documentation and all those type of things. We're still lacking a little bit of it here and there, but, um, you know, getting teams started off in the right direction early on a project is challenging. Um, when you bring a new group of people together that may not have worked together, uh, but that comes to the consistency, you know, as we do these things for a couple of years, that will improve. Um, so it's, it's fun to be in a position to kind of help those guys come together and get off to a good start. You know, what? after some conversations with you and even speaking, uh, doing this podcast today, you have a real passion um, for people, uh, for our industry. And I think that shows, and I hope other people see it, because I do, It's and, and the, also in the training. And, and what we have done uh, started beginning of this year with the Academy. And you have led many initiatives and uh, taught several classes, and I think you've done a phenomenal job doing that and, and helping, again, with the focus of the culture of driving the culture to be better builders. We have uh, a big training coming up here soon uh, and would love for you to, to talk about that and, and what our team members uh, get to look forward to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, September the 30th is going to be pretty good. Uh, we're paying money to bring in uh, Wes Jenny Elsner. Uh, they're going to spend an hour that day. Um, I guess we should say they're a building envelope consultant. They're uh, high horsepower. They're from all over the country. Uh, they're high horsepower to the point that they actually help develop a lot of the new ASTM testing standards so that they have a, a grasp on the envelope industry. Um, and a team of those folks are coming on September the 30th to spend four hours with us. Uh, the first hour is actually going to be with our pre-construction team and managers and anybody else that would like to participate, uh, talking about how to get a project off to a successful start from a building envelope and commissioning standpoint. Uh, what to look for when you're writing scopes, what to look for in subcontractor proposals. Uh, so that will be very valuable. And the next three hours are going to be, like I say a lot, in the weeds. Uh, it may be a bit painful, but their their objective in coming to spend time with us is to teach us how to protect our liability, the things that look for. And I, I think the words that uh, Edward used was to uh, save us money. <laughs> uh, so, you know, money, money in the bank is always a good thing and protecting our liability is immensely important. Uh, that evening, uh, everybody that's coming to the quality control class the following day will have dinner that evening, uh, have a good time, get to know some people from other teams. Um, the next morning, Friday morning, October the 1st, uh, at 8 o'clock, we'll meet out at the uh, Auburn Football Complex project trailer, and uh, we'll go through the quality control level one class. We're calling it the Rayburn Way. We did uh, the first go at it this spring. And, um, you know, the purpose of that class is to, you know, we ask you to do a lot of things when we come see you per the best practices. And for somebody that hasn't seen the whole process, that's really the purpose of this class. Uh, it's going to take you from pre-construction all the way to closing out a project, uh, what quality control looks like, how you execute it, how you hold your subs accountable. Um, and everything else that goes with it. So uh, we, we hope there's some value in that. Like I said the real goal is to you know show the new hires, show the young guys out of school, our processes from start to finish, so that um, you know if you come into it in the middle, you, you have a better understanding of the big picture. Yeah. So Chris has recently sent this out, the meeting invite. So if if you on the, on the invite and uh, you know highly encourage you to attend. Uh, it's just a, will be a good really 24 hours uh, as you finish up your week. So. Uh, make sure to be there. Uh, thank you, Chris. Um, we'll have a good time we, Thursday night, too. I'll say that. I definitely encourage everybody to come hang out Thursday night. 
minutes. But. Absolutely. Where where are we going? Do you know? I think we're going to halftime again. I oh, perfect. Anybody's anybody's got a better dive? I'm open to suggestions. Downtown <laughs> Auburn, love it. Chris, as we start to wrap up here, it's been great to have you on. Uh, a lot of people know Chris, uh, the QC manager, or the former superintendent, or the um, the project manager. But would love to just learn a little bit more about you outside of work. What what, what do you love to do? Man, I think the big year, uh, the big passion in the last couple of years has been uh, motorcycles. Um, that that's something that's in my blood. My my grandfather rode Harley Davidsons. Uh, my father rode Harley Davidsons. Um, I actually have my grandfather's motorcycle that he purchased when he got back from uh, World War II. So that it's certainly been in my blood. If you're if you're a motorcycle person, you you understand. If you're not, you probably don't. But <laughs> so a lot of time doing that. And then all the other uh, male construction worker type things, uh, shooting guns, hunting, spending time on the farm, all that type of good stuff. And you just spent two weeks where? Uh, spent two weeks in the Pacific Northwest, uh, South Dakota, Montana, Wyoming, Idaho. Uh, made a stop through Sturgis and uh, just did about 4,000 miles on the motorcycle. We didn't quite eclipse the 7,000 of last year, uh, but that's uh, that's my unplugged time. That's when I do my do my thinking. That's awesome. One, one, one more, Chris, as we finish up here and kind of want to give you a question, but also leave it open-ended uh, for you with if, if you like to discuss or bring up anything else um, that you feel compelled to do. But what have you seen successful people do in our industry? And you've seen it uh, from a different employer uh, and from the field, from the management, and now in your role as, as a QC manager. So what do you see successful people do in our industry? And then from that, anything you, you would like to add as we finish out our, our great conversation today? And I, I, we touched on it probably a little bit, but to summarize it there, I mean, if you're successful in this industry, number one, you've got to have thick skin. Uh, this is not an industry to be to be soft. I mean, you have to take things on the head sometimes. It might hurt, and you just have to move on. Um, and the people that can successfully do that, um, they're, they're going to be successful in the long run. Um, I absolutely love the whatever it takes attitude. So many of our young guys, I mean, they're going to pitch in and do whatever. Uh, that meant a lot to me coming up. Um, you know, a, a quick story is I remember a time that I was trying to put on uh, a temporary roof enclosure at like 7 p.m. on a Friday evening. Uh, the rest of my team was down the road having a good time, and they they called me and said, "Man, where where are you at?" And I said, "Well, I'm trying to you know get this going and up so we can have some heat, so the roofer can work Saturday and Sunday and get us dried in." And it, I kind of got the oh whatever, man. I you know hung up on me, and then you know 20 minutes later I see headlights coming, and five guys get out of the truck and they come up there and they uh, they help me finish that roof enclosure. Uh, so that's. That's the whatever it takes kind of guys. That's the family mentality that we were talking about. And if you want to be successful in this industry, I mean, just understand that you're all in with your team. I mean, like I said, we we may be a little crazy for doing this, but make the most of it. Help your team out. Um, if you do those things, they're going to help you out. Um, so that's that's it. That's what it means. It can be fun. It can be hard, but we can also have a lot of fun if you have thick skin if you have that whatever it takes mentality and, um, you know, make a commitment to building the culture. Uh, it's growing still, and everybody has an opportunity to participate in that. So the buy-in, whatever it takes, thick skin, um, it, it can be a bright future for those people.
Chris, that's great, man. I, I appreciate you taking the time to, to talk with us today. Um, thank you for what you do and thank you for what you're going to do. Um, it, it means a lot. So um, have a great weekend and, and look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you all. Appreciate it, man. I'm Shay Odom, and I'm the Business Process Administrator at Rayburn, and I just wanted to give a quick recap of what's going on with best practices. This week, we just had our project leadership meeting for September, and we had a lot of changes. We introduced Christy Music and Jill Nelson as operations administrators, and this team will be working really hard to help the project management teams with a lot of their day-to-day paperwork and um, we really think that'll be helpful. So just as a quick review um, for the project management teams, if your, health, if your project is healthcare, you're gonna be reporting all of your information to Christy Music. If your project is not healthcare, you're gonna be sending it all to Jill Nelson. And what they're gonna be helping you with is issuing subcontracts and purchase orders, helping route your subcontract and purchase order change orders, processing your pay applications, tracking your lien waivers, and finally, making sure that everything is in process and and, in the right place for when you're ready to issue your payables. Um, We talked in depth about what those best practices look like at the project leadership meeting. So please, project leaders, share that down to your teams. And the information, as always, can also be found on the end drive in the project leadership meeting folder under September of 21. There's a little best practice update guide that's printed or saved there for you guys to print. And it should have all the information you're looking for. As we finish up here with some company news, we want to first talk about our SuccessFactor nominees for our SuccessFactors of the quarter, teams up and solves complex problems. For this quarter, Blake Guthrie, field manager, and Reeves Brashear, field manager, were nominated by Tom Dill. Justin Free, project manager, was nominated by Spearman Cobb. Mercer Clark, assistant project manager, nominated by Shane Wilson. Chase Fuller, IT specialist, nominated by Jacob Drescher. Billy Runnels and Josh Perkins, both superintendents, nominated by Josh Nooney. And Bruce Ward, senior project manager, nominated by Joseph Humber. Congratulations to you all. We are excited to welcome this past month, Johnny Johnson, superintendent, to the team and Caroline Miner, recruiting coordinator, will be working out of the Birmingham office, and Anton French, the carpenter who will be at the OWA job in Foley, Alabama. Celebrating some work anniversaries for the month of September, Eli Waters celebrates one year, Carlos Cannibal, Jeff Chambers, and Hobson Streetman celebrate two years, Ray Avalos celebrates five years, Abel Lopez six years, Pat Donahoe seven years, and special recognition to Todd Alserbrook for 11 years at RGC. As we look forward to some October birthdays, I wish a happy birthday to Nick Siegel and Sean Woolley on October 2nd, Baylor Nichols up in Virginia October 3rd, Mark Higginbotham October 4th, Bruce Ward also October 4th, Thomas Letts October 14th, Ed Rice October 23rd, Jill Nelson the 24th, and Trey Phillips October 29th. Happy birthday to you all. Thank you for joining us on episode two of the Radio Rayroom Podcast. What a powerful message from Chris Thompson, QC manager, on being intentional of driving the culture to being good builders at Rayburn General Contractors. Thank you all for your work and have a great weekend.